You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And yes, it is Judd's Hockey Show. Judd and Declan, as the Wild makes its way through a seven-game homestand that is not going well, that is not going according to plan, that has panic written all over it. The uh, Wild a couple nights ago suffer a devastating might be too strong. But I'll go with it anyway. A devastating 3-2 to two defeat to the Colorado Avalanche in which the Wild, which has been unable to score goals with any consistency, only scored two, but put a ton of pressure on the, the Abs. Uh, Gorgiev in goal, Declan, was absolutely magnificent for Colorado. Exactly what you want from a goaltender whose team is on the precipice of missing the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, Marc-Andre Fleury getting a start for the Wild was... Um, in this case, awful. He was absolutely awful. He uh, he got off to a bad start. I have felt, for the most part, Dex, that the flower has taken too much uh, blame and responsibility at times for games that the Wild has lost, in large part because they can't score goals. But in this game, three goals on the first nine shots, three goals that were all questionable. The first goal, Galagoski got out of position. It didn't help. I thought the last two were absolutely terrible. And... Um, the, the Wild now, and this is sort of weird. Okay, so now they've made a late roster move for uh, tonight's game uh, that they are going to play at the X. And they have recalled Adam Beckman from Iowa. They still won't recall Sammy Walker. So clearly they were less impressed by Sammy, who I thought clicked with Boldy pretty well than I was, and perhaps you as well. So the line is going to be now Erickson Eck with Boldy on his right and Beckman on his left. Goudreau, Duhame, and Greenway. Jordan Greenway somehow still manages not to get scratched. And the fourth line, Dewar, Shaw, and Reeves. The other thing is the bottom six defensive pairing will be Merrill and Goligoski for a second consecutive game as Kalen Addison again gets scratched. And here's the thing to keep in mind. Kalen Addison, all right? has his deficiencies defensively. I get that. But number one, Goligoski played a big role in the first goal against the Wild against Colorado. And second of all, Kalen Addison runs the power play and has done a pretty damn good job at that. So a team that needs to score desperately on the power play is now cutting off its nose despite its face by saying, well, you don't play well enough defensively, so we're going to so we're going to take a step back on the power play to show you even though the power play has been one of the few bright spots for a team that can't score five on five. And the last thing is Gustafson, Philip Gustafson, rightfully so back in goal tonight. What do you make of what I, what I think is teetering on being a mess right now in my opinion? Well, I mean, my gosh, you're very spirited. You're very, you're very upset. You're uh, I understand a lot. I think a lot of people in St. Paul, our friend of the show, Bill Guerin is certainly upset. He was pissed off on the TNT broadcast, watching them uh, fail to score the other day. You know what? Yeah. You know what? 
You know what, actually, Judd, you know what? Uh, uh, before before we even get into the, the roster moves and changes, I, I think we need to uh, make a little bit of announcement here because I think everyone on the Wild and even a lot of our Wild listeners, uh, they, yep. need a, they need a little bit of a change in a lifestyle. You need a little change from our friends at Manscaped. That's right, the best, uh, best trimmer below the belt. There's beard trimmers. You know, if we're going to take care of our face in the same way we properly do, why don't we do it below the belt? And, uh, you know, even right here, what do I got? What, I got a little uh, crop reviver here, a little, little toner, a yep. little, little, little toner spray, right? Yeah, yep. it's important to smell good, not just up here, but down there as well. We're running a special little, uh, 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 Judd's got his buzzer. He's going to keep that, thankfully, I think, above the belt on this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But if, uh, if, if you want to help us out here, we're doing a little partnership with Manscaped. And if you go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Judd, that's right, J-U-D-D, Judd, yep. you'll get yep. 20% off all the like products, it. whether it's the lawnmower for down there, whether it's the beard trimmer, you want to look like Sports Dad and Mackie with a nice little yep. groomly trimmed beard. Here, I got, I got this. Yeah. Judd, Judd's got the whole box and display here to even potentially this. show us. Look at this. Beard, beard conditioner. Yep, beard conditioner. Beard conditioner, okay. Uh-huh. Also comes with with this beard shampoo. Oh, I gotta love the shampoo. See, it's not just for your head. You got beard shampoo here. Yeah. So if you got the big bushy beard going, you can trim it, and you can also get it as clean, smelling nice. And then here's the trimmer. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, what more could you possibly want? Yeah, there, there's, what more? There's different sizes on that trimmer for for beard oh, length yeah. and hair. So yep. if you got a thicker beard, you can groom it up. Look at that, just yep. cleanly right. shaven from our friends at, at Manscaped. So that part's exactly right. That part's exactly all right. great. Declan. So go to manscaped.com, select a product in the in the promo code. You use Judd J U D D twenty percent off. All Manscaped products, uh, thanks to our friends at Manscaped for helping us out at Judd's Hockey Show. Okay, Judd Lee, uh, back to the wild. Recalling Beckman over not recalling uh, Sammy Walker. I guess my thought process there, the reason they go with that is probably because Beckman has a little bit more of an experience scoring goals. I think he's second on the team. Uh, He impressed in a training camp. What was that now? Two training camps ago. I think he's played in eight to ten NHL games with the big club. I I don't deny that there was obvious chemistry and the recency bias that when Sammy Walker was here, the former Gopher captain, that him and Boldy clicked pretty well. So I am a little surprised that both them weren't recalled here. I think the goal is, though, with a team that can't score five on five at all, that you recall yep. a guy like Adam Beckman who's having success. I believe he, he even was an all-star at the AHL level a few weeks ago. So I, th- I think that's their process here, right? They, they, they want to try to get this offense sparked, and it probably starts with Adam Beckman. Yeah, let's go back to the goaltending, though, because, I mean, that, boy, I was really, really disappointed by – I mean, Flurry was terrible. Um, so here's where I stand right now. Number one, this homestand is incredibly important, okay? So, like, this homestand, we're now four games in, is incredibly important. You lost to the Golden Knights. You got drilled there. I think coming off a loss at Dallas, right? You played the next night. And, by the way, the Stars are the team that they're going to play at home tonight. Um, Right now, it's been a possible eight points. And you have, what, Declan, three of them? Yeah. Three of the possible eight points? Yeah, that's not good. So, like, like, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. I believe it was something like nine of a nine of eleven or nine of thirteen games are at home, and you're in the midst of that streak. So, the goaltending thing doesn't have a lot of time to play itself out. And here's what worries me because I think he's being sincere, and I really I struggle with this one. So after the loss to the Abs, 
first of all, Flurry didn't talk, which is unflurry like. So I'm and I'm not even passing judgment on him. I'm saying he didn't talk. He almost always talks, good or bad. But the other thing is, you know, Dean in trying to keep Mark Andre's spirits up was like he's been really good. Both of them have been really good. Our goals are and at some point in time, I think you gotta call a spade a spade. And I'm not saying that you have to rip a future Hall of Fame goaltender decks. But I do think that you have to say, yeah, you know, that wasn't his best night and unfortunate, blah, blah, blah. Um, Dean falls in love with players so much, Declan, that I get concerned that he legitimately is going to put the flower in a predicament where he shouldn't now. And look, right now, Gustafson, and I'm shocked by this as well, but we've talked about this. Gustafson's your top goaltender. He's going to start tonight, but you're playing games every other day. If he gets on a roll, I got to roll with him. Yeah. Um, and I think they would. I think Bill would talk to Dean about it. But, you know, when Dean's like, oh, my, you know, no, Flower's been fantastic. You know, this was just a blip. Well, okay, but it's a very important blip. So I'm going to come back to this again. I worry about how the head coach thinks. I worry about how the head coach thinks. I worry about what he doesn't do. I worry about the fact that, you know, Zuccarello uh, finally shot. And guess what? Puck got tipped in. Oh, right. my God. If you shoot, good things can happen. So I just, and, you know, here's the other thing, too. If you had Brock Faber with this team right now, all right, Dex? And you're like, Kalen Addison is defensively really not doing well. I need to scratch him. I'd be like, okay, I might not totally agree with that, but okay. But you're playing Goligoski. God bless him. Former golfer, local guy. Sounds like a great human being. The story of his, what, thousandth game against Carolina, right? He scored the yeah. OT winner. The, the, the GWGOT was a great story, Dex. But you're playing him, and you're removing a power play specialist? I mean, it, it just help me. It's a, I, I don't understand. What are you doing? Yeah, they're they're making changes for the sake of it because things aren't working well. But I, I don't agree with swapping out a guy who is quarterbacking your power play for a guy who barely plays and is you know fifteen years older and just isn't going to be a difference maker for you. And if you and if you feel this you know concerned with your defense, I know Brock Faber's you know in line waiting and could sign here in as close as a month. Um, well, then make an addition for a better defenseman if that's what you're worried about. You know, like or or it just empower Kalen Addison that hey, we're going to take some lumps, kind of like Matt Dumba did earlier in his career, where the offensive prowess outweighs the defensive laps, and pair him with a guy that can help bail him out. Brodino has been doing that his entire career. Um, yeah, I I don't necessarily agree with the Goligoski for Addison swap on the goaltending front. Um, as someone who really wanted this team to trade and acquire someone uh, like Marc-Andre Fleury at the deadline last year and even applauded them going out and re-signing him this summer when he's a UFA. Um, he's just he's not the same goalie he was. I don't think he's completely cooked, but Philip Gustafson has easily been the better goalie this year. I think we have enough evidence to say that. Now, I still think, on your point of the coaching staff making you know rash decisions to a degree, I think if the playoffs did start tomorrow, I think... I think they start flurry. I I wouldn't agree with it, but I I legitimately think that this coaching staff and Garen would well, say Mark Andre Flurry is our that, guy. The fact that you say that is exactly what worries me. I'm not even here to debate you. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about Dean 
Dean's idea of pulling strings, my guess is Garen told him to scratch Dumba because Dean's, uh, Dean's idea of pulling strings is very, to me, sort of passive aggressive at times. And it's like, like you're literally punishing a power play specialist for not playing well enough defensively when you got other problems, namely you can't score five on five. And so you're punishing your power play. Um, I don't get that. I just, I don't, I flat out don't get that. You can't score goals. <laughs> you know, you scored. I mean, you had a lot of opportunities and you scored two against Colorado and Gorgiev was very, very good. I give him credit, but you still only scored two goals. Okay. Right. And you know, so, so, you know, the fact that Dean punishes or decides Addison has to pay the price. Well, I think if you're Bill Guerin, you got to say, okay, Dean, but we need better options than yeah. Golagoski. And they don't have that. And and look, this isn't e- this isn't even a this season thing. This is a me seeing how Dean operates at times. And I just I'm I guess I'm more and more going towards the skeptics of is this really your guy? Is this really the coach? Is this really the guy that's gonna pull the right strings? I, I and I'm not looking for uh uh, for a, a, a Tortorelli type, you know, I'm not looking for a guy to be the heavy consistently, but I am looking for a guy who doesn't re- doesn't reward guys who just remind him of himself, which is the Goudreau syndrome. Freddie Goudreau is a hard worker. He works real hard. He basically is you. He's a little more talented. <laughs> um, but like that can't be how this works, right? You know, this that can't be how it works. And you know, it concerns me that a year ago, Dex. At some point in time during last season, they separated Zuccarello and Kaprizov for what was a much-needed wake-up call. It sort of helped them both. They won't even consider that this year. Why not? I, and 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 I'm not looking to punish Kaprizov. I am looking to get Zuccarello to understand, and he did it a couple nights ago, that shooting is not against the rules. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up those springtime goals. Head to Factormeals.com slash Judd50 and use code Judd50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Judd50 at Factormeals.com. There's just a lot of things I'm seeing that worry me as far as when this team can make a run. And it's always going to stem back for me personally to the Blues playoff series when I thought that, that you know, the Blues absolutely outcoached at every turn the Wild. It might not have lost the series, but it sure as hell didn't help. Right. Well, I think they're probably trending more towards being sellers at the deadline. Obviously, if their play continues like this, there's no point to be buyers. You know, I, I saw James Van Riemsdyk article from the Flyers athletic team that basically said like examining the market for him. And and they admitted that, you know, they'd be shocked if you got a first round pick for him, but it's probably between a second or a third round pick. And I like JVR a lot, but if this team isn't playing competitive hockey, then I'm not really interested in, in sacrificing that for a guy who might help you score a little bit more five on five. But 
um, probably isn't worth the price of admission if you're just going to be this terrible all the damn time, which they have been for the last five weeks or so. Um, and actually, Judge, should we should I uh, should we get into a little bit of a reckless speculation from Frank Cervelli here? Do you want to you want to go down this path with me? Absolutely, sure. Okay, uh, Absolutely. Frank Frank Cervelli, Daily Faceoff guy who's uh, very very plugged in. Something you know, reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Love it. So uh, he's doing trade deadline primers, if you will, for all the teams as we get closer and closer. I believe about two and a half, three weeks now from the NHL trade deadline. He lists their previous moves. He lists kind of a state of the team, mentions that they have been struggling late, but also has potential targets. So he has here, Judd, uh, four members in mind for potential targets for the Wild. Some we have talked about, some we have not mentioned on Judd's hockey show. He starts with Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly, St. Louis Blues, center, check. Ooze's character, check. Con Smythe, winner, check. The Blues captain really seems to check a lot of boxes for the Wild. The only one he doesn't now would be the acquisition cost. If Riley slides into second-round territory, it's easy to see Minnesota's interest. Yeah, second-round territory. Now, he is a rental, right? He is His, mm-hmm. his contract expires, so obviously you wouldn't be answering a question long-term. Uh, yeah, I would definitely consider a second round territory. I, I think someone, I th- actually think a team like Colorado oh, is going perfect. to try and outbid you. Um, because, you know, Ryan O'Reilly is the type of guy who, if you add him to an actual contender, can help that team pop. And ideally, in that case, he doesn't have to step in as the top center. Obviously, in Colorado, he wouldn't come close. So my guess is the Wild would get outbid there. I also wonder how much of an impact he would have here. Because uh, I think he is a great locker room guy, but what would the impact be on the ice if you put him at that top center immediately? Keeping in mind that I think he only recently returned from the injury he suffered New Year's Eve against the Wild in St. Louis. Yeah, he had a broken foot, I believe. Me, yeah, I mean yeah. he's he's captain material. Me, he's yeah, I mean he's been one of your favorite players for years now. I mean, I don't think a second round pick is going to get it done. I I I think the asking price from the Blues would be higher than that. You're probably right though. I don't. Uh, I don't disagree. But right. the name intrigues me. Second name on this target, actually, it's someone who has played for the Wild before, and if if they're going to make a low cost move, I wouldn't be too surprised by this. Nick Benino. Uh, Benino wouldn't be expensive. He's incredibly smart. He's the model of consistency. Garen saw Benino's impact in Pittsburgh as uh, two Stanley Cup runs firsthand. He could be a value add. I mean, this is probably someone what that would be like a fifth or a sixth round pick. Makes you a little deeper, yeah. but I mean, it's basically. Yeah, I, I and he was fine when he was here. Like he. Wasn't. Oh, I liked him for a season, but he's not going to give you much of a spark yeah. as far as a like. He's a nice depth guy, and and I do think I liked how he was wired because he was extremely competitive and seemed intense, which I actually appreciated. Uh, but like as a rental or as a quick fix guy, he's gonna he's he's a bottom six guy. Yeah, I, I would. I'd be if that would be the only ad that obviously would be pretty disappointing, especially because Wild fans are familiar with him. I wouldn't bother. And Dino, my God, he'd probably be tempted to plug him in to the first line. I actually don't want Dean to get his hands on a guy like this because he'd, he'd try and Gretzky his ass. All right, next name on this list. Kind of an interesting one here. I haven't seen this one connected to the Wild before. Uh, Taylor Radish with the Chicago Blackhawks. So Radish's acquisition costs likely wouldn't be cheap, but if the Wild were to go down a path of a winger, He's been productive, and the contract next season is below league minimum, which would be a perfect guy for their salary cap situation. little background, Judd, um, on Taylor Radish. So he was a second-round pick by Tampa in 2016. 
obviously bogged down a little bit there. He gets traded Chicago last season uh, for a, I believe, yeah, was a first round pick in 2023, a first round pick in 2024. Um, they paid a pretty significant price to get him. He's having a good season for a bad Blackhawks team. 14 goals on uh, 53 games. A little bit high shooting percentage to me at 17%, but plays a lot of minutes because Chicago stinks. Um, he's right. It wouldn't come cheap, but he isn't making a ton of money right now. What do you think about Taylor Radish as a potential target? What's his contract uh, status? I'm trying to find that right now. So I'd be curious what his contract is. He's probably still on his uh, entry-level deal because this is still his, his second full season. So right now it's a cap hit of 750000 for this season and next. Obviously, yeah. he'd be in RFA status after that. Um, if he continues down this path, he will certainly get paid. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the... The idea here is that you'd be paying him, to Frank's point, below league minimum for a guy who has been a double-digit goal scorer in Chicago. Very intrigued. My only question is, and as Frank said, the asking price. Yeah. Because I'm probably not going to. I mean, this is, unless I got a deal, which I'm not, which you're not going to at the deadline, I, I don't know that this is the time to add a guy like that. But yes, this that one fits in more with a vision into the future, at least. Uh, but I'm willing to bet that they would want. I'm willing to bet that they would want more than the Wild is prepared to give up in such a trade right now. Mm-hmm. All right, one more name here, Judd. We've been uh, mentioning a lot of forwards, but uh, Frank does have a defenseman target for the Wild. Luke Shen. Shen is the type of stylistic defender who can help Minnesota. He doesn't take unnecessary risks. He is physical, won't break the bank on an acquisition cost, and is the player the Wild could resign for next season if they like him. Luke Shen is a uh, UFA after this year, $850,000. He's played in, let's see here, a boatload of games between the Flyers, the Yotes, uh, the Canucks. Uh, He actually went back to the Canucks after playing for them in 2019. 18 points this season. Yeah, to Frank's point, a nice stay-at-home defenseman. Um, This actually, in my opinion, would make a lot of sense, right? I was just talking about how they need just a stable defenseman. He is 33 years old, I believe, so he's up there in age, but won't cost a ton either. I actually think uh, this could make a lot of sense for the Wild as a buy low guy. Unfortunately, he is. Uh, his name has been thrown around going to contenders like Tampa Bay. So again, I think he falls into the O'Reilly bin of being too expensive. I also did his wife. I just read something. I think his wife just had a baby as well. Oh, yeah. And so there's some issues with being with him. I I'm not blaming him one bit. I don't know that you would get his full concentration because I think he's got some fa- family stuff as well. So timing wise, it might not be perfect. But I think he's. I think a contender like Tampa Bay is probably going to outbid you because he could be a huge pickup for a team that um, that could plug him in. Not to say that the Wild couldn't, but I guess on defense, if Faber is coming, um, and you're going to keep Dumba, I don't know that you need a rental type, quick fix defenseman type. So, but yeah, I mean Shen's a pro, and he definitely can hit, and he definitely. Luke Shen to me seems like he would have been more of a candidate to be traded here last year uh, when when Bill was wheeling and dealing and acquired Middleton, who in retrospect, I think, plays more of a game like Luke Shen, right? So I think the price would be too high. And I don't think, you know, I guess I've just, I guess I'm losing interest in rentals now because mm. I look at this team's inability to score five on five and I look at issues and I just don't know if they have any real playoff oomph in them. 
Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Like, you yeah. know, like I'm down on Flurry now, unfortunately. Um, you know, five on five, yeah, they put pressure on the Avs, but they still couldn't score goals. They mm-hmm. scored two goals. Uh, defensively, they've got guys coming. I mean, the pipe, the, the one good thing to go back to our episode a couple of weeks ago, you know, the athletic doesn't have them ranked number one farm system wise by some fluke. They're actually, they got a lot coming. Absolutely. I'd almost, I'd almost prefer because of how this team is constructed. I got to be very careful how I say this, especially to you. I'd almost prefer that they don't trade their future for a play for what they think could be a playoff run now. Now, could that day come? Absolutely. Do I think that day was there for a shot last year? Absolutely. But I don't know that I think this team has the capability, if you make an ad or two, of like a veteran guy who's going to walk immediately. And the other problem, too, with like the Blackhawks or Blues is now you potentially have given a division rival some good players, and your payoff is very, very short. Absolutely. A year ago, ago, I agreed with it. I agreed with this. Yeah, they did. Like, let's. Let's go see what they can do. This year, much more skeptical. And and you know what, Declan? I think deep down in Billy Garen's heart, he is too. Yeah, eight games, I believe, right? The or is the trade deadline March first? Is it March third? Third. Okay, so afternoon March. 3rd. Uh, let's see here. Eight games on the wild schedule before that deadline hits on March third. They have the Stars on Friday night this evening. They have the Predators on Sunday. Home against the Kings to finish that homestand, and then they're on the road against Blue Jackets and Toronto. Back at home again yep. against Columbus, the Islanders, and then they finish that stretch against Vancouver on Thursday night. So, I mean, if they, if they are going to be buyers here, I think they'd have to number one turn it around, and then two, as that deadline plays out and as that process gets wonky and up and down like the stock market goes, basically on deadline day, uh, they have to weigh what they want to buy, what they want to sell. Uh, and see uh, see where the chips fall as they may, John. So when Bill Guerin joined us, I think he said uh, directly to us that he thinks that that playoff race is going to go down to the last few days of the season. Uh, this is not a team that's worth making better to make the playoffs. That's my opinion. Oh, yeah. I would I would either sell or allow nature to take its course. And if you make the playoffs, fine. And if you don't, fine. But I don't see this team having anything near the capability to make a run. And so I'm not going to mortgage any part of my future to say, to hang a banner. I made the playoffs. (laughs) You don't get banners for that. You don't get trophies. And so, yeah, I think we are probably in lockstep here. Uh, Before we go, give, give our friends at Manscaped one more plug because folks, this is going to help us here at JHS and score North. Give them a plug. Absolutely. Manscaped. Manscaped.com, go to the go go to checkout and use promo code Judd J U D D get twenty percent off all products, whether it's uh, a trimmer on the beard, trimmer below the belt, whether it's the fine products like the uh crop reviver or the beard balm or the beard shampoo. Plenty of great options at our friends at Manscaped. Twenty percent off all products with promo code Judd at checkout. That's promo code Judd at checkout. Go check out manscaped.com for all those needs. And also a shout out to the Minnesota uh, golf show, the 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Next weekend, Mackie and Judd will be hanging out there as well uh, to uh, take some questions, to field some comments, talk the Purple Daily Leadership. Yeah, you could you could maybe even bring in uh, some wild questions for Judley there as well. Judd's going to lather up with uh, some of that beard oil. So he looks very nice because he's being nicely well-groomed from our friends at Manscaped when that Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show uh, rolls around. All right, Judley, uh, we'll probably be back either next Monday 
uh, as well, or maybe not on Sunday night with some uh, Judd's Hockey Show. Hopefully the Wild maybe crawl out of this cellar here, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll certainly see what happens. Hit the subscribe button, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment, and pass, shoot, score. You know, there's no room for petty bull. Tom Bernard is back uncensored. This is Tom Bernard, and no, I am not retired. In fact, all the talk of my retirement was complete bullshit. And I'm back on Monday, February 20th with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Don't worry, listening is easy. Just go to TomBernardShow.com or get the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store. Download the free app, hit play, and you're listening. Or catch anything you missed on demand. The Tom Bernard Morning Show at TomBernard.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app starts February 20th.